Hey, hello, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, guest host John Park, and you are here just in the nick of time to catch a bunch of really cool projects and things that people have elected to come on and show and tell. Uh, one of the things I'm going to show and tell is I just noticed today that this uh, we can do automatic background blurring here in StreamYard now, uh, <laughs> which is fun. But if you move real quick, you can reveal the, the trick and see sharp stuff back there. So I'm going to be self-amusing with that. Uh, but you don't have to. You can instead be amused by all the cool stuff that our guests have brought on. So uh, to start off, we're going to head over to Las Vegas, Nevada, and our good friend from DigiKey, Kevin Walseth. Hey, JP. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? I, I am good. I am not in Minnesota, where it is minus, I think, minus 15 below right now or something crazy like that. Mm. I'm in Las Vegas, and I'm attending CES. Ah, my, right on. The first event I've been to in a few years, and it, it's different. But what I, what I really want to share with you guys, first off, thank you for 2021. It was a great year for DigiKey. Everybody from Adafruit, the entire Adafruit community, you guys are all fantastic. I'm not sure what we sold with inventory constraints, but we had a really good year. So thank you, everybody. Excellent. And we're hoping inventory gets better and better as we go, go through 2022. So what I want to share with you, what did I see at CES this year? What's big? What's driving innovation for the next 2022 and beyond? One of the coolest things I saw today and I saw it at a number of booths is artificial intelligence. You walk by these booths and they have cameras set up with age recognition. And there was one where I turned sideways and it would recognize that I was wearing a backpack. And it, it had a 65% chance that that was a backpack. It was just, it was really cool to see how people are using artificial intelligence in different ways. Another company had an assembly management setup where uh, if you had to put 20 bolts onto, you know, you're building a motor and for some reason you missed one, this AI would detect it and it would not mm. let the conveyor belt move forward. It's just, oh, wow. they, they, they had 1.5 millimeter um, range of accuracy. So it was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And then of course, electric vehicles, there's so many companies making electric vehicles that I've never heard of. It was, it was pretty interesting. <laughs> And is and, that a range of uh, from from scooters or or smaller up through cars and construction vehicles? Like what what, what kind of stuff are people yeah, making? It, it was everything. There was a lot of scooters. Mm -hmm. um, there was more consumer vehicles than I've ever seen, and there was even like five or six different semi tractors and semi trucks, hmm. even um, like combines and wow. excavator equipment. It was it was crazy. And then uh, the the third thing I wanted to hit on is. How do you make everything low energy? I mean, that's that's the big thing. We want to use as little power and get the most bang for our buck. So mm -hmm. basically, I wanted to come on and thank everybody for a great 2021. We're looking forward to 2022. We're glad it's here. And I look forward to another great year spending Wednesdays with all of you fine folks. Likewise. Thank you so much, Kevin. Thanks for coming on and uh, look forward to talking to you when you're uh, when you're back home and probably comfortably warm inside your house and not out <laughs> in that awful weather. <laughs> All right. Correct. Take care. Take care. All right. Next up, we got our own Dan Halbert. Hey, Dan. Hi. Hi, everybody. I've got my friend Einstein here. Uh, hey, Al. Some of the mess on the bed. And uh, <laughs> uh, so what I'm going to show you today is that I'd like to show you another demo on the continuing saga of um, 
how to use async IO, how to do cooperative multitasking in CircuitPython. So we have kind of a canonical example here, which is um, a new pixel animation. You can see it's spinning around here. And uh, we like to control like the direction and how fast and how slow it goes. And normally that involves like monitoring buttons inside a loop. It's kind of painful. But if instead we look at um, writing this using async IO tasks, um, you can kind of break it up into nice pieces and have it really more modular than you had before. Mm. So for instance, we've got uh, new pixel stuff here. Notice I've got the, this is a, a non sequitur, but I've got a piece of paper over this because it's much easier to see the NeoPixel yeah. thing when it's got a little diffuser. So that's a hint for uh -huh. anybody who's doing a demo. And I got the brightness turned out to 3%. Um, so we have a little bit of shared state here. We have a circuit Python class called controls and it, it remembers whether or not you're running in reverse and it remembers how long a delay there is between the steps of the animation. That's all it does. It's just a little bit of state. And we've got a classic rainbow cycle, um, you know, pixel animation here that's running all the time that uses the values here to decide which direction to go and how long to wait. Like it's sleeping for the wait time. And then we've got two pin monitoring things here. One monitors a direction uh, button, so you can flip the direction and the other monitors two buttons to make it slow down or speed up. And all these things do, they use the keypad module, which is new in CircuitPython, relatively mm -hmm. new, past few months. And they change the values that are in this object here. So then we start three um, async tasks, mm -hmm. one for the to, to monitor the direction button, one to monitor the speed button, and one to monitor uh, and want to actually do the work. And we set them running and they talk to each other. So if I press like the button here, you can see it go in the other direction. Mm -hmm. And if I press these buttons, like I can press the slower button, mm -hmm. you can keep getting slower and slower and That's slower. That's great. And it's not awesome. profound, except no, it is much easier <laughs> to write this code than it was. Before. It is always hard for me to do this kind of stuff, honestly. This is profound for me because it's it's sort of the core of so many of the projects that I want to build is I just need some things happening that are essentially happening at the same time. And it is always such a challenge for me to, to code my way out of that sort of one thing at a time uh, that, that normally is going yeah. on. So. Exactly. Um, we hope that this is, will serve as a canonical example. We're going to create a canonical example. We'll put in a bunch of guides. Katni's going to work on fantastic this for each each board. Yeah. So that's, no, that's really excited about here. That. Uh, look for it on the async IO Crawford multitasking guide in a few days. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for all the work that went into making this as uh, seemingly easy <laughs> as you've made it for the user. Because I I know under the hood, it's uh, it's anything but right to to. Yeah, we can also thank the MicroPython people who did a lot of the work uh -huh. on this. Yeah. So appreciate that. Fantastic. Okay. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Very excited about You're this. Welcome. Thanks, Dan. All right. We'll see you next time. Way cool. Uh, all right. Let me uh, bring on Noe and Pedro. Hey, guys. Hey, JV. Hey, happy 2022. Almost said yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> to you. Yeah. <laughs> happy 2020.
another hug to Dan, man. Dude, we are going to definitely use that in some sort of prop yeah, that's or some so sort of enclosure or something, dude. That is yeah. too freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so easing into 2022, Lamar found these, uh, you know, she's always seen all the trends going on on Twitter. They were a bunch of people posting these little uh, earbud like holders. And then I was like, I'll put that on the project list. It's pretty cool. It was in base camp. And then my freaking ear pods went right through the wash. No. <laughs> if you're wondering, it is $80 for one of those stupid little things. So oh, man. Work over. But now I will be wearing these because if I had these, took them off, put them in my pocket, I definitely would have saw that. So these are all uh, the NinjaFlex 3 printed. So they're nice and flexible. Oh, show it over here. And, of course, the other thing Lamar wanted to show off is that fairies come in all different colors. So oh, we nice. got all these, <laughs> all these uh, skin tone colors in uh, the Adafruit shop. We have, like, the almond peach and the, uh, I think it's caramel. Caramel candy is what my color is. <laughs> and then uh, I forget what the, the darker ones are. But, of course, you can be, like, purple, like, I don't know, Avatar or something. Or green, Baby Yoda. But, yeah, done a couple of different cosplay ideas to uh, go ahead hold on to your whatever earbuds uh some of the ones that she linked to they all came with like um like their own earbud and we're like people already have their own so we wanted to right. design something that you could use with uh earbuds you already have so oh, that's um, great. of course all fusion you can edit the files that are just uh bezier curves you can uh, edit to whatever pointiness or the ear, mm. ear shape and whatnot and they mm. fit like the uh the pros and the uh the second gen and the third gen uh oh, cool earbuds so Nice, simple little uh, project that would have definitely been useful last week for me. So yeah. Check that out. Uh, the learn guide and all the files are up on the learning system. And yeah. Maybe uh, if someone's customizing that, they could add a little notch for their um, N95 masks to hook onto as well. So you've got a little ear, ear relief. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> nah. User mod. Be yeah, mind. there you go. <laughs> Very so nice. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for bringing those. Showed up all the 3D stuff on 3D Hangout. So check mm -hmm. that out. And I think it was doing like a layer by layer on uh, some printing stuff. Yeah. So yeah, cutie pie. Yeah. Cool. So thanks. So we got. Super. See you guys. <laughs> thanks, JP. All right. Uh, so let's see. We've got uh, what about 20 minutes left. So if everyone could take just a couple minutes, we have quite a few people. Uh, to show off your project. We'll move through them fairly quick so that we can uh, then have time to get to uh, Ask an Engineer, which is going to be up next. So uh, let's bring on our own Jepler next. And oh, you just moved. There you are. Hello. I am not hearing you. I do not hear you. I'll go to the next person. We'll come back to you. All right. Uh, how about Todd Bot? Let's, uh, let's bring on Todd here. Hey, Todd. Hey. So um, you may recall I was playing around with uh, putting the Mozzie Arduino synth library on this thing. Very um, cool. I've now been putting it on the much more powerful and much smaller Cutie Pie, mm -hmm. or or uh, Seeds Zhao. And um, let me switch my camera so I can actually show you this and uh, have them play. And so here it is. Just plug it in. Get a little power. Turn it on. And uh, this one I call 80s Dystopia. Oh, it's ominous. Very ominous. And it's just an algorithmic synth program that plays. And then this one Love it. is called basically the same circuit. Um, just the cutie pie, the jack, and a resistor and a capacitor. Um, this one, whoop, wrong way around, I call 80s Chase. Thank <laughs> you. 
Get to the speedboat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh that's what these things are. Um, a lot of fun. Mozzie is a great library, um, but it is sort of like, you know, a 10-year-old library that is made back in the 8-bit days of Arduino. Mm -hmm. And um, and so it shows a, bit, a little bit of its age, but it works pretty well. And for a little yeah. tiny, you know, $5 microcontroller, you can make synthesizers out of them. It's pretty cool. Super fun. And I love the idea of just carrying a collection of songs that's each just on a different hardware project on a breadboard. Yeah. Which do you feel, <laughs> you know? <laughs> 80s chase, for sure. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> Cheers. All right, let's try again with Jepler. All right, is there audio this time? I hear you. Hey. <laughs> That'll teach me to come to a different uh, computer. Just uh, <laughs> I was a little bit scrambling. But anyway, I put a 3D printing guide up on the Adafruit Learn system last week. And it is this little thing. Uh, it is a 3D printed lamp. Beautiful. No microcontrollers inside, just three meters of LED strips. And then you can dim it, whoops, with the uh, little um, variable power supply from the Adafruit nice. store. So I can't get this an, in frame and turn it, but you can turn it to any brightness and there's no flicker. And uh, anyway, if you think this is interesting, you can check out the guide on Adafruit Learn System. Very cool. And that's a uh, three set of 3D printable parts yeah. that you assemble. So there's 12 prints around the outside mm -hmm. and you stuff the um, LED um, strip up them carefully, mm -hmm. wire them all, all onto a board at the bottom and just stick in your your barrel jack power supply. And I'd love it if somebody would figure out how to like make it a ceiling lamp. Oh yeah. But yeah. as it is, it just sits on a desk and looks right. bright. Oh, it's beautiful. Really gorgeous. Thanks for uh, putting that together and for sharing the guide. And I right. look forward to seeing some remakes with that. All right, don't blind yourself. <laughs> See you around JP. Bye. All right, next up we got Foamy Guy who is a pair of cameras. Hey. Hello, go. Hello, JP. Uh, so I uh, also owe a hug for this one to Noah and Pedro, who made the uh, CAD files. They make CAD files for lots of the Adafruit parts. I was able to import the CAD file from the Feather RP2040 <laughs> into Minecraft, and then I did awesome. a little bit of decorating on it, turned it pink yeah. to match the uh, pink feather that I have uh -huh. uh, hooked up to it. And then uh, I thought it would be cool if we could kind of link the two together. So I have uh, written a plugin for Minecraft uh, where it allows the feather in the game to link up with the oh, feather cool. in real life. So we have this one hooked up to pin D13, uh, which is the little LED on the feather. So I can turn it on oh, and off nice. uh, using the lever oh, inside of Minecraft. Cool. Uh, we also have uh, D5 over here is hooked up to an <laughs> LED, just an external one. So essentially the same thing, but we can turn Amazing. that one on and off. Uh, and then we can also do inputs the other way. So these ones are hooked up to pistons and I have them hooked up to these buttons. I can push the, ah. the button down and it will raise the piston. And this one's also cool because it has this uh, bouncy block on the top of it. So when you uh, push it, it will kind of bounce <laughs> you up into the air, which is a lot of fun. That's so fun. Uh, and then I have... Uh, Two more here. This one will shoot a, uh, a snowball. I can push the button here and it will fire a snowball out of the uh, little dispenser here. Uh, and then this one over here is the last one that I have hooked up, which is hooked up to this uh, physical switch. So it's like a big old metal switch up here that you uh, switch back and forth. And you can flip the switch to open the secret door there. Um, walk through, get to the other side, and you can switch it right back like that to close oh, it. Oh, it's fantastic. 
so, yep, that's what I've been up to. Again, thanks definitely to Noe and Pedro. Uh, I, it would definitely not have been as cool without this model. Uh, this was really cool the way it, that it got imported, but um, this has been a lot of fun. So Love it. This is really true. Is this something that you are... Um going to show people how to do or share or maybe just demo it for the yeah definitely concept. so i have uh, i've streamed a bunch of the work that went into it if folks are mm -hmm. interested i have a couple uh, three or four streams on youtube and twitch you can find them where i went through the process of making this um and i definitely will publish all the code and everything as well the plugin and it. the code that runs on the feather that's great thanks for doing that this is really it's just a joy to watch that that's really fun I yeah want thank you <laughs> great job thanks tim yep thanks to you All right, that's super, super cool. Cool. Uh, let's see, next up, we've got Michael. Hey, Michael. Hey, um, hopefully my camera's not too laggy. OBS is being a little weird on me today. Um, but yeah, recently, um, actually last week, I got the new uh, QTPy, the uh, ESP32-S2 uh, mm -hmm. one. And I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, one of the things I did was this. I basically, oh, is that showing on the screen? Um, I don't. Oh, there we go. There it is. Uh, yep. Basically, basically, I um, put together a whole bunch of different like example code and stuff, like mashed it all together, so I could uh, get um, JSON API data, um, and mm -hmm. I, I wrote like a little thing with it. Um, and then another thing I've been doing with it. Oh, not that. There we go. Um, hopefully that shows up. But I'm trying to make another watch. I made another watch before with um, the glasses driver board and it got time with Bluetooth, but it, because this syncs with Wi-Fi, I can just get the Wi-Fi syncing from a web server. So uh -huh. that's the idea behind it. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, my camera's super laggy. I don't know what's going on with OBS, but hey. Right, but cool projects. And those are both, did you say those are both with the new S2? Uh, the yeah, it's uh, it's both with the new um, ESP32 S2 Cutie mm -hmm. uh, Pie, which is super fun. I'll post the yeah. um, the JSON parsing thing in the Discord. Awesome, good. Thanks for doing that. Those are looking really cool. It's very exciting. Thanks. All right, thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Okay, next up we've got uh, Liz with City DIY. Hey, Liz. Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. What's happening um, here? It's very yellow and cool looking. Yes, uh, so I've built up a passive mixer. Um, so it's a four input, one output. Um, and passive mixers are cool because they don't need any power. Uh, so if I just bring up the main out, got two synths going. And, We're yeah, not so seeing so camera update, but we did hear uh, oh. hear your sense getting mixed. But it's a still it got it got frozen, oh, got, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But we can we can uh, imagine what happened. You turned some knobs yeah, on. Yeah, I twisted uh, the pots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's going to be a learn guide coming out um, on this. I just got into a review this afternoon, so. Excellent. And uh, so this is just you said it's a passive mi mixer, so it is just pretty much potentiometers. Yeah, I can, um, um, and jacks. Yeah, so we've got the guts here. Oh, we're still not seeing any any still image updates. Oh. No, no. So we'll uh, we'll have to look at the guide then, or come on back yeah. uh, next week and, and we'll take a look inside. Uh, very okay. cool and beautiful print. Thanks for putting that together and showing it off. Thank you. Okay. Have a good one. Bye.
Okay, let's see. Next up, we have Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How about you? What's going on? So I have a little uh, keyboard project to show. I'm going to try to flip my camera. Um, I think I just... Uh, I might have to... I haven't used this uh, app before. All right. Yep. Hey, there we go. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I kept seeing this uh, cute little keyboard called the 2% Milk uh, yeah. all over the internet. And so this is kind of my little remix of that. It's a 2% Popsicle. It's adorable. Oh, sorry. I can't quite. Uh... Oh, no. Well, maybe he'll come back, but that was too adorable. I'm dying to, to know what uh, went into the making of that little popsicle uh, macro pad. So uh, try to come on back in if you can. Otherwise, please come back next week. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's uh, move on. We've got Duke here waiting to come on. So we'll, uh, yeah, I think they got they got booted. They might have touched the wrong button on their app. All right, so Duke, hey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> So um, actually, my project could directly relate from uh, Dan's uh, improvements that he's been making. Ah, yeah. Um, so I've been working on some lights to put in the back of the soft top of my truck. So it's got the aluminum rails uh, that the soft top drapes over. And so mm -hmm. I've been going through and slowly designing a iterations of uh, clamps to clamp around that pole mm -hmm. and then um, I've kind of ended up at this final design um, where I feel, feel like it's not going to push against the uh, fabric um, mm -hmm. and minimizes hardware and is flexible enough to get around the pole. Mm -hmm. um, and so what I'm going to do is it's got two, two poles that go across um, that, uh, that I want to put like precisely you know, a meter of LEDs across. Um, let me see if I can share this. Um, Here we so, go. so um, been working with a NRF fifty two eight forty, um, and a couple of the new uh, uh, potentiometers and some rotary. Um, so we have brightness controls, um, nice color control, um, and, and then uh, a mode button or, or mode uh, rotary. So then I, what I want to do is use the second rotary to select the, uh, an effect and then the select uh, one to select the mode. Right now, I just have it uh, on one rotary. Mm -hmm. um, but it, oh, yeah, cool. it definitely would benefit from uh, uh, yes, yes, asynchronous yes, uh, <laughs> input. <laughs> so many projects do. That's great. Oh, it's really cool. So this is going to be, uh, you said it's going to be interior lighting? Yeah, so it's a soft top that goes over the bed of a truck. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, if you're camping out of the bed of the truck, having lights inside would be yeah. nice. Uh, so one of the effects that I was actually playing with uh, was uh, uh, actually the like it, the the sparkle effect that I believe Katni mm -hmm. did. Yeah. Um, where it kind of will do like a little night sky blink of oh, lights. Oh, nice. Too. That's really cool. Um, and then just... Uh, even if I'm working out of the back of the truck, if I just need to get something at night mm -hmm. or whatnot, be able to turn it on. Crank um, it so one, yeah. one of the things I actually did too is that it has a uh, a high brightness mode 
uh, where it turns, these are RGBW LEDs. Mm, okay. Um, it, but I have a pretty small uh, BEC uh, that can't handle both strips at full brightness with RGB and yeah. W on, um, mm -hmm. it, but it, it'll work for the burst. So I have a, I programmed a timeout where it can only be running in that for uh, like 30, 30 seconds. And then oh, okay. it requires yeah. a 30 second cooldown before it'll allow you to do it again. Uh-huh, oh, that's smart. Uh, yeah, that's uh, what I've been working on. Very cool. Well, nice looking project. And uh, please come on back and show us some uh, some pictures of it or video of it up in the truck when you get that uh, that uh, snapped into there with your little clamps. Very cool project. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, Duke. Take care. All right. Okay. Well, I think that's going to do it. Uh, we uh, are going to have a few minutes to go and grab a beverage before we have Ask an Engineer coming up just in five minutes. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and please come on by next week with your projects. Thanks everyone for bringing your excellent projects on this week to Show and Tell for Adafruit Industries. I'm John Park and I will see you soon. I'll see you tomorrow on John Park's workshop, in fact. Bye-bye. <laughs>